A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him, and a voice from the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. So do the children want to come up for a children's homily? Okay. Who is going to let me draw a picture on their hands? Okay. Oh, we've got, I think we've got numerous volunteers here. In the back of the hand. Back of the hand. Let me draw a picture. How's that? Can I draw one on your hand too? One more. Is that a pretty picture? You can't see it. It's an invisible. I can see not an invisible pen. I can see this pen just right here. The oh the oh he's going to tell me how to do this. So what do you think I drew on your hands? A cross with a circle. That's right, because you could feel it. I want to, before I show you, of course you know what it is, before I show you that, I want to read you this little verse in the scriptures, okay? It says this, if I can read this without my reading glasses. In Christ you belong to him, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. You know what a seal is? It's like sometimes you put a letter and you put like a mark on it. It's your seal. There is, a, there is a seal that goes in the water. That's right. Well, the seal is just something that you use to put an, a print on it so that you know something belongs to you. And indeed, when you're baptized, God puts his seal on you and he's able to see you everywhere in the world. You belong to him. And let's see. Let's take a look and see if this works. Oh, yeah, I see. That's absolutely right. It was invisible ink, but when you shine the special light on it, you can see it. And that's the way the seal of baptism is. It's invisible to everyone but God, but he always knows you have been sealed in baptism and you belong to him. And so he will always take care of you. What about that flashlight? Can that flashlight do it? Mm. Yeah, this flashlight is, is my backup, yeah. but it, it, you have to... Eventually, there we go. See, now it'll shine. Yeah, I know. So I the, 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 if the pin failed to work, I had a backup light. <laughs> All right. Hey, go back to your seats. God bless you. Thanks for coming up. We're going to talk about baptism today.
Okay. Today is the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Such a profound event in, the, in salvation history. On this day, everything changes. Now remember, in the Old Testament, there are a couple of what we call types or pro prophetic events that foreshadowed baptism. There was the flood of Noah, where the waters cleansed the entire earth of all evil. But the waters that, that destroyed evil also floated the ark that saved Noah and his family. There was the crossing of the Red Sea, where Moses brought the children of Israel to the Red Sea, and God parted the waters so that the Israelites could come through on dry land. But when the evil Egyptians tried to pursue them, the waters crashed on top of them and drowned them all, destroying the evil and the wicked, but saving the righteous. And so throughout the Old Testament, water is used for special purification. In fact, if anyone had violated one of the many rules or regulations in the Old Testament, they had to be purified before they could go to the temple or to the tabernacle to pray. And so that's what they would do. They would be purified in water. They would take what was called a mikvah bath. And a mikvah bath is a big bath, kind of like a hot tub. You'd get down in it and you would dip into it seven times. And each time you dipped into it, you would say certain prayers for purification. And then you'd be purified. You'd be cleansed of your uncleanness so that you could go to the temple and pray. In fact, in some Jewish sects, they practice that every single day. Just in case you had broken a commandment and not realized it. Just in case you were unclean and didn't know it. Every day they would go through this mikvah bath for purification. In fact, one of those places was the, were the Essenes on, on the Dead Sea. And John the Baptist was likely a member of that group where they practiced this purification every day. But he left the group, he left the Essenes, and he went to the River Jordan. He made one little change to this concept of the mikvah purification, and that was he made it a one-time cleansing, one-time baptism for the repentance of sins. And so the way it would work is that people would come to the Jordan River. They would uh, announce their, their, their troubles, their sins to John. He would give them some counsel how to live more pure lives. And then they would come into the river and they would be baptized by John. And the waters of the Jordan River would wash their uncleanness, wash their sins away. That was the baptism of John. Well, one day Jesus comes to John. And John and Jesus get into this argument. Remember, they were cousins. And they get into this argument. And John says, I can't baptize you. You're the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You don't have any sins. I can't baptize you. You should be baptizing me. But Jesus says something peculiar. He says, allow it now. Because today we fulfill all righteousness. What does that mean? That means that the Old Covenant or the Old Testament with its rules and regulations are now fulfilled in Christ who at his baptism is announced by God, begins his ministry which culminates in his passion, death, and resurrection 
the old covenant, the old testament, those laws and regulations are fulfilled in Christ because God had promised through the prophets that the day would come when we would not live by commandments written on stone, but we would live by the commandments that God wrote upon the hearts of his people. And when Jesus is baptized, two things happen. First, God the Father speaks from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son. In him I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus and envelops him like a dove. This is Christian baptism. Not the baptism of John, or not the mikvah bath of the Old Testament, but something entirely new. And when we, as Christians, come into the waters of baptism, two things happen. God adopts us as his children. We become sons and daughters of God. And God plants within each of us the Holy Spirit to write the law of God on our hearts, to guide us and to lead us through life, to sustain us. As later in the Gospel of John, Jesus talks about we become grafted into God like a branch into a vine so that God's sustenance will continually flow in us and through us, that we will be led by the Holy Spirit and live the law of love that he has given us. And I know sometimes we kind of block that, that, that flow, don't we? Sometimes we can forget to spend that time in, in prayer and meditation, forget to be in the Word, forget to go to the sacraments. And we find ourselves somehow withered by that lack of sustenance from God's true vine. But one thing God said to Jesus at baptism, one thing that actually was even prophesied in that first reading from Isaiah, God says, I am pleased with you. See, even when we separate ourselves or deny ourselves the, the beauty of the flow of God's love and sustenance into our lives, his relationship with us never changes. He is always pleased with us. He is always desiring to flow and to fill us with his love and his mercy and to keep us in him. God is pleased with you, just as he is with Jesus, as we walk in the life of Christ. And yes, we make mistakes, but it's just like a parent and a child. Yes, our children make mistakes, but we still, we still love and are pleased with them. We still envelop them. We care for them. God is pleased with you. And that indeed is what we celebrate in this baptism. Now you know that we've all been taught, you know, in our catechism classes or in Catholic school, or we've all been taught that baptism removes the taint of original sin. And that's a bit confusing too, isn't it? What is that? Well, remember in the story of Adam and Eve, how they walked with God, how they enjoyed God's presence, talked with God in the cool of the day. But then when sin came into the world, what was the reaction? What was the taint? What, 
What was the new relationship? It became one of fear and shame. They ran and they hid from God. They were afraid of God. They were ashamed before God. Baptism removes fear and shame from our lives. Because we don't need to be afraid of God anymore. We're now his children. Sons and daughters of God, princes and princesses of Almighty God. The God who created the universe looks to you as his beloved child. He welcomes you and envelops you with the spirit of his love. That you can live by the law of his love and not by the rules and regulations that would separate you from God. The taint of original sin is fear and shame. And that has been washed away. Because we who have been baptized have been adopted as God's beloved children. We who have been baptized have been filled with the Holy Spirit that we can walk in the guidance of the love of God. And we who have been baptized have heard God say to us, I am pleased with you. And so our relationship with God is no longer one of fear. We can worship God without fear. We can worship God in the beauty of his love and acceptance. God is pleased with you. You, child of God, stand erect in the knowledge God is pleased with you.